Hey, welcome to another edition of Fly the W670. This is Season 1, Episode 13. We are calling this The Halfway Marker. I'm Dustin Rhodes, Executive Producer of the Mully and Haw Show. Weekdays from 5.30 until 10. You can catch me from 5 to 5.30 as I warm up the audience to get those guys ready. And as always, I am joined by my buddy Crowley. Crowley, good morning. How are you? Good morning. You can find me at Crawley's Cubs, and you can find us at Facebook, Fly the W, and on Instagram and Twitter, Fly the W670. We also have our own uh, email, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Excellent. All right, Crawley, let's get right into it. So, when we last spoke, the Cubs were about to get involved with a Fourth of July week, I guess we'll call it, with the Brewers up north of the Cheddar Curtain. I still call it Miller Park. I know it's some insurance company now that's in charge of the sponsorship, but it's Miller Park, Wrigley North. And we did get to fly a couple of W's, but let's first start with the Cubs versus Brewers game one. We had Justin Steele on the mound for our Cubbies. And I was there. I was at Miller. Uh, had a good time. Had some cheese curds. Had some uh, some Milwaukee beer. Uh, it was It was... Great atmosphere. All three games were very well attended, uh, and and this was a pitcher's duel, and Justin Steele was just as good as I've seen him. Uh, he went 6.2 innings pitch, two hits, one run, four walks, and nine Ks. Uh, unfortunately, Eric Lauer was able to match that, going six innings pitch, two hits, one run, two walks, and nine Ks. But an absolutely a great game in the fact that there was a lot of excitement. Uh, you had a good pitcher's duel. And uh, things got a little nutty at the end, but uh, the game starts, first scoring starts in the top of the third. Nelson Velasquez, and Dustin, I watched this kid all weekend. He uh, he gets uh, his first MLB home run to left field, I actually called it, I, I swear to God. But it was uh, <laughs> gave the Cubs a one nothing lead. But it's just watching this guy hit and, you know, play the field and run the bait. He's fast. He's He's making the plays in the outfield. He can hit the ball hard. It just it goes back to that frustration that we had with Hayward getting starts over a kid like this, you know? Absolutely. He looked good. I'm with you. I want I now want to see more Nelson Velasquez, please. So that one nothing lead starts off good. The Brewers didn't even get their first hit until uh the uh bottom of the fifth when Luis Luis Urias, who was a real pain in the butt, like he always is, hits a double. <laughs> uh Top of the seventh, there seems to be like a momentum change. Suzuki singles, Horner walks, and then Wisdom hits to a double play and Gomes grounds out. So you you had an opportunity in the seventh to hopefully tack on some runs, and they don't. Then in the bottom of the second, and this is where I was – I had to take a, a Twitter timeout, I call it, sometimes when I get so angry about something. Because <laughs> at, at this point right here, you know, Steele is dealing. And with two outs – you could just all of a sudden see, like, you know, the velocity's dropping a little bit. He's not finishing his pitches. Justin Steele's running out of gas. And so he walks Keston Hira, who then steals second. And then Pedro, uh, Pedro Severino doubles. The game's tied at one. Then he walks Jonathan Davis. Uh, Brandon Hughes will come in to pitch reliefs. But if I thought he was done, personally, I was, you know, clapping my hands. What a, what a great outing after six and he comes out in the seventh and he does get the first two outs. But after that walk of here, I would have had somebody up at the beginning of the seventh. He walks right. here uh, and I would have pulled them. Totally now, agree. I totally agree. I think, I think you should let him get back out there for the seventh, the based on how he was going, that that's, that was my read on it. But as soon as that walk happens, that's it. it you know, when the walk happens, Tommy comes out. Okay. And the bullpen gets going and then maybe he throws, 
one more pitch before you get him out of there, right? So, right, and and I and I had a lot of arguments on Twitter where people, you know, were and it was David Ross in the post game saying, "Hey, you know, I want him to kind of work out of some of these things and this and that." Right, I, something we talked about, right, Crowley? We were talking last right. episode. I think we talked player development versus you know wins for the fans and the organization. What what is the what's the goal? What's the idea? And I, you know, I I can see it both ways. I understand both sides of it. I guess if you're at the game, especially, you're more invested than if you were just listening to the Cubs on the radio or watching on TV on marquee. But um, yeah, it, it's a it's a tough it's tough. It's it's a, I can see both sides of the argument, no doubt. And, and you know the atmosphere in uh, Miller Park. I mean, like they're they're sh- talking smack. We're talking smack back, and then you're just like, oh, you know, but. In the top of the ninth, the, the, the that stringy-haired Josh Hader comes into the game. <laughs> He's got one out. And uh, I have gone, I don't know how many games in my lifetime, probably at least close to 500. But Seiya Suzuki, for the first time ever, I got to see a Cubs player hit an inside-the-park home run and the excitement. There was a ball hit right to the indentation between left and center, and the ball hits and it takes a cue shot directly along the center field line. So this poor left field, this poor Brewer center fielder is trying to chase this ball, and Suzuki's running. And you can see, I mean, this is his first game back, and he is absolutely gassed. And uh, you know, he gets the Willie Harris send, and they, he just makes it. But the place erupts because there's again half Cub fans there, absolutely. That had Exciting. to be awesome. That had to be awesome atmosphere, no doubt, be with, to be there live for that one. That was very cool. And so Nico Horner doubles right after that, but then Wisdom strikes out, and uh, Jan Gomes once again flies out at the end of the ninth. So Jan Gomes had a couple of situations where he ends the inning with runners in scoring position. That takes us to the bottom of the ninth. Trade chip. David Robertson comes in. Uh, he gives up a single to Luis Urias. Uh, you know, that pain. Caratini strikes out swinging for the fourth time, and you kind of get a little chuckle, but not later. Uh, Keston Hura hits into a ground rule double, which, you know, Robertson lucked out because that should have tied it right there. Right, should have tied it. Bounced and hits that center field wall and comes back into play. So you got runners at second and third. Jace Peterson strikes out swinging, so you got two outs right there, and you're one out away. And then Colton Wong, who's a pinch hitter, gets hit by a pitch. And then he walks Kristen, Christian Yelich, which was the tying run. Will, uh, Willie Adamas, who had a brutal series for the Brewers, strikes out swinging. So, you know, you, you gave up two free bases to tie the game, which was very frustrating. Top of the 10th, Andrelton Simmons is going to be your courtesy runner at second. Ortega singles. Surprisingly, Simmons was held up at third. Okay. Rivas flies out. You got one out. Morrell, who walked. Now you got the bases loaded for Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ, your two best hitters. And Contreras strikes out swinging and Happ strikes out with the bat on his shoulder. Bases loaded, one out, your two best hitters, and you couldn't score. And I just knew at that point, I'm like, you're not coming back. Yeah, momentum, momentum definitely shifts back that way. And I just can't stand Ian Happ standing there with the bat on his shoulder, striking out, looking with the bases loaded in an extra inning game. It's just rough. That's, That's rough. That's and then rough. there you get to the bottom of the 10th, and Willie Adam is, is your runner at second. McCutcheon flies out. You got one off, one out. Uh, Scott Efros, who was pitching in the game, intentionally walked Rowdy Telez. I had no problem with that. Luis Urias pops out to Nico. You got two outs for Victor Caratini, former Cub, 
four strikeouts, the old golden sombrero on the day. And he hits a three run walk off to center. And uh, it was just brutal for me. I, like I said, had to go into a Twitter timeout. I was so pissed off. And, and nobody will remember the golden sombrero for Victor that afternoon at the three run walk off Homer. It's all about that then. Oh, I, I, I didn't, uh, we drove, uh, straight home. I went straight back home to Illinois. I, I was, didn't go back to Wisconsin. I didn't say two words the whole drive home. Was so, <laughs> so steamed. And, you know, Morell had an interesting game. He walked three times, but he struck out twice. So on base three times, no hits. But Wilson Contreras was 0 for 5, 2Ks, 4 left on base. After that strikeout in the top of the 10th, he was pulled from the game with a hamstring issue. So there's that. And then Hap was one for five. He had a double, but he had four Ks, three left on base. And like I said, both those guys there. Gomes was 0 for 3, left three on base. Twice he left runners in scoring position. The good news, Suzuki in his first game back, two for four with that inside the park home run. But the Cubs were one for ten with runners in scoring position, and that's the difference in the ball game. Yeah, you don't win a lot of games when it's one for ten in runners in scoring position. You, it's really difficult to win a ball game when that's the situation. So the best news of that game is that uh, Suzuki was back inside the park. Home run was fun, and we got a pretty decent game from Justin Steele, and we can you know, debate whether or not he was used properly towards the end. All right, that takes us into game two. Kyle Hendricks on the mound against the Brewers, still up at Miller Park. Yeah, the Hendricks versus Jason Alexander, not of Seinfeld fame, but Hendricks right away from the start doesn't look that good. His velocity's down. He gave up a two-run homer in the first to Rowdy Telez. The Cubs pull him after three, right shoulder fatigue, the same uh, issue that plagued him for most of June where he didn't start for two weeks. So Matt Swarmer comes into the game. Top of the fourth base is loaded one out. Velasquez grounds out. Patrick Wisdom scores. The Cubs trail two to one. Uh, top of the fifth, one out. Re- Nico reaches on a throwing error by shortstop Willie Adams, who I said had a brutal series. He steals second. Hap doubles. Game tied at two. Then says Suzuki, he doesn't have to run that hard this time because he hits a blast. Cubs lead four to two. And then in the top of the sixth, he had back-to-back singles by Jan Gomes and Nelson Velasquez. Bodie strikes out on a foul bunt, but then Rafael Ortega triples. Cubs lead 6-2. Hap walks, and in a bizarre place, you got that triple by Ortega. You got Ortega at third and Hap at first. They go for the double steal, and Ortega is able to steal home, and the Cubs lead 7-2, which was a fun play to see. And then finally, Suzuki singles. Hap scores, and the Cubs lead 8-2. Victor Caratini is going to get another RBI to make it 8-3. Uh, but but great offensive game for the Cubs. Ortega two for three with two RBIs. Suzuki stays hot two for five with three RBIs. And hat tip uh, to the bullpen who had to cover you know six innings. And I know I've been riding um, Rowan Wick. Rowan Wick pretty hard. He came in and had a clutch situation. Bases loaded, no outs, gets out of it, and then uh, works another scoreless inning. So hopefully whatever issues he had, he's done with those. Yeah, Michael Rucker came in. He was part of that uh, three-bullpen effort. And then Cubs announced in the press box that Hendricks left the game with right shoulder soreness. And now he's uh, been moved over to the IL. We'll get into that in a few minutes. So, Crowley, we got to fly a W north of the Cheddar Curtain. That was great news. Suzuki, as you mentioned, stays hot. So what a difference he's making already to the lineup as 
he comes back in. And then it's game three, and it's Adrian Sampson versus the defending Cy Young winner, right, Corbin Burns. And that's where I was so irritated about that game one loss because it's like you almost just – we talked about this last time. You almost pencil the L in. Corbin yep. Burns, stud, versus yo Adrian Sampson, who's had good <laughs> starts coming back. But, but it's just – this is why I don't gamble on sports. You never know what happens on any given day. Burns was, as we expected, seven innings pitched, three hits, one walk, 10 Ks. So just phenomenal. But Adrian Sampson was going toe-to-toe with him. 5.2 innings, four hits, one run, five Ks. He brings his ERA down to 291. He's really making a case for himself right now. I'll tell you that. Yes, Yes, he is. I mean, listen, they, they've, got a, they've got a group of young guys that they're going to have to make some decisions on, no, no doubt, or are going to put these guys in the bullpen. Right, and, and there's nothing wrong with developing a little bit more. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to AAA. There's a lot of options, and you'd rather have that problem than not having anybody to make decisions on. Top of the fifth, one out, Alfonso Rivas hits a double off Corbin Burns. Then P.J. Higgins drives one to left, and Keston Hira makes an incredible catch slamming into the wall rob the cubs of a run there so it's still no score but that in the bottom of the fifth how many times has pat hughes talked about this where the guy that makes the amazing defensive play in the top inning makes an amazing offensive play in the bottom of the inning and that's exactly what happened two outs the guy who robbed the cubs of a run hits a home run solo shot so keston hira gives a one run lead and you're thinking to yourself okay burn seven williamson eight and then uh, finish it up with Hater nine, Brewers take the series. Not what happens. Nope. Top of the eighth, Brad Boxberger comes in, not Devin Williams, and he uh, gets Higgins to strike out, but then Morell triples. They pitch around Suzuki, walk, and then Rafael Ortega with a clutch single. Morell scores, and now the game is tied at one. Then you get to the top of the ninth. The stringy-haired guy, Josh Hader, comes back out. Wisdom walks. Lead-off walk. Velasquez strikes out. Wisdom steals second. Gomes strikes out. Two out. And this guy, P.J. Higgins, hits a double, and the Cubs take a 2-1 lead. Robertson into the ninth. Much better this time around. One, two, three innings. But P.J. Higgins has done everything the Cubs have asked and more. Just a great piece to have on the bench and the Cubs win their fourth straight series, so absolutely amazing. That was awesome. P.J. Higgins, good for him. Fly that damn W, Crowley. And nothing, you know, the best part, honestly, other than Suzuki, the best part of this series, the Cubs winning that series, two things. It's on the road. It's against the team in the division that's leading. And you got to Josh Hader not once but twice. You never thought in that game that you'd get to him the second time because you'd already gotten to him once in the series. To get to that guy twice in the same series is pretty unbelievable. Yeah, and and nothing makes me happier. (laughs) Nothing makes you happier than that.